Good morning. Um, as Gregory already said, happy Father's Day. I say that knowing that it may not be the happiest day for some people. Days like Father's Day, Mother's Day um, come with some, they're complicated, I think. You can, you know, you've got folks on one end of a spectrum, uh, a lot of gratitude and happiness, on the other end of the spectrum, grief, sadness, and sometimes that happens all in the same person. Uh, so, you know, on a day like today, could be complicated, give lots of grace, and for those uh, who are celebrating, happy Father's Day. So I'll segue from that complicated issue to another complicated issue, which is money. Um, my name is Kelty, and this is the part of our service that we call Charitable Giving. And it's my opportunity to do two things. One is to thank you so much for supporting this church and supporting us financially. Uh, this church is entirely self-funded by the congregation, by you, who are, um, we are grateful that you donate your money to us to help us run things like Sunday, enable the band, all of these types of things. Um, the other part is for people who don't know how to donate financially to French churches to let you know how to do that. Uh, there are a couple of ways you can do that. We have what's called pre-authorized giving, which allows you to set an amount every month that automatically gets donated. You can do a one-time gift. If you are new here, or if this is sort of you're feeling this out, that may be your best bet. Um, also know that there's no obligation. There are lots of different seasons that people find themselves in, and in some seasons, you know, financial donations are possible, in other seasons, not so much, and we're all good with that. The last way, if you're here in person today, there's a box at the back, a black box, that you can just uh, old school cut a check or put some cash in that box if you have it. Um, and there's an envelope there that you can put your information on, and we'll give you a tax receipt for that. For the first two ways, by all means, take a look at our website. There's a link on the top right-hand corner that says Donate, and that will take you right into our app. And it's fairly self-explanatory at that spot. So thank you so much for supporting the church. Um, and thank you so much for being here today. I'm going to pass you off to Trevor. Woo, thanks, Kelty. We don't get enough applause for the people who donate money. Thank you. <laughs> so, come on, give her a round of applause. Because I do that job sometimes, so it's nice to get a round of applause for that on occasion. Uh, good morning, everyone. An awesome Father's Day. I, I agree with Kelty, it's complicated. And at the same time, you know, whatever your father or whoever they were or weren't in your life, maybe just... A little bit of grace for them at that point. I want to welcome our virtual community, too. I hope you guys are having a great day. I'm part of the coaching team here. If you haven't met me, my name's Trevor. There's a guy who passes me on the running path. It's, he says, Trevor, next time introduce yourself, running path guy. If you're here, come find me. It's kind of cute when you know people virtually. We're starting in this church today, but I actually want to take you to a different church. I'm going to pull it back just three years ago. Esmond, you got that? Ah, I love Europe because this is a modest church by European standards, right? If it's not a cathedral in Europe, it's a modest church. So we're in Budapest, Hungary, and I'm on a trip with my family, and we decide, hey, let's go to the 7.30 a.m. mass in December. Okay. So we're going into church. There's no snow on the ground, but it's December at 7.30 in the morning. Like, it's kind of hard to picture right now, but remember the darkness and how it's still really dark. So we sat down, and it's, it's quiet. It's really quiet. Can you go to a quiet place there? A dark place? It, it feels safe, because there's other people in the church, but it's not full. And then, an altar boy comes out the side. 
and he just lights some candles. And I'm like, I can feel my heart expanding. And as you guys know, like candlelight, it doesn't shed a lot of light, but it just feels like light in the darkness. Do you know that feeling when you get like a flashlight or you flick the lights on? It's like, wow, it's bright. And that moment was incredible. But even in the darkness, the sense of wonder starts to build. So I'm in this church. It's quiet. And then an ethereal voice just fills, fills the church. From completely quiet, one moment, to just the space is full and beautiful. It's so, like, I'm looking back, I'm like, where's the choir loft? There isn't a choir loft. And all of a sudden I figure out it's just a lady, one person singing. Like, wow. I can feel it. Actually, if I really go deep in this story, I'll be in tears. (laughs) Because it was such a moment. And yet, here's what I can prove. I was in a dark church, and then someone lit some candles, and then a single person sung. Okay, that's, that's what I can prove. And nothing provable physically happened, and yet I was completely different. It was a completely different moment. I could feel it, I felt lighter. I was in the sense of wonder and awe. And I don't know exactly where this was coming from, but I felt love. Really. Oh, there we go. There I go. I found it. <laughs> I felt really deep love. And I'm like, Kleenex, who created all of this? Like, I'm just, I'm in the sense of wonder, in the space, and there's a connection there, a moment at the divine, the more than, the universe. And I'm awed. And it feels like someone knows me all because someone lit a candle and another person sung a song. Nothing physically had him different. Okay. Maybe you haven't been at a church in Hungary recently, but I feel confident that you've had an experience that's like that. You know why? Because when I started asking people, people were telling me their stories. I had a lot of people listening to music. So they're in the car, or they've got, they're out for a walk, and all of a sudden they're, they're smiling, and they almost want to dance. Or they're just, they're in tears, and they're like, oh my goodness, it's incredible. We're a bit spoiled in this city, if you guys notice the mountains today. They're beautiful. And often I talk to people who go hiking. And I said, Trevor, I came over the ridgeline, and the sun rose, and all of a sudden I know, I'm not alone in the universe. It's like... Okay, so you went for a hike and the sun rose. And you know you're not alone in the universe. Like, what's going on there? Some people do it with just meditation. Like, all of a sudden, they're just sitting and they're meditating and they're breathing. And then they can almost feel like a, like a hand on their shoulder. And everything's going to be okay. What about that serendipity? You know, going through just hell, whatever that looks like. And all of a sudden, a friend phones at just the right time, and they're just willing to listen. And you get off that call, and you're like, what, what just happened there? Like, how did they know that I absolutely need to hear from them, like, right that moment? 
I'm going to ask you to just, uh, I see a few of you, go in, grab one of those moments, because I know we've got one. Do you have it? Have you ever tried to explain that to anyone? Like, here's what went on and, and all the other things. Maybe like me, you get a little bit emotional. Because the only thing I can prove is I was in a dark church and then someone lit some candles and there was a song. Okay. But when I think of that feeling, that love, that light, that wonder, oh, I would call that a pretty transcendent experience. Pretty transcendent experience. A moment where life just feels more, and there's something that's not explainable, but it did occur. You might have seen this model. We've, we've used this at the church before. And I like this little model, the I, we, them, they. It starts with I. Now, I like the world of I. It's our experience. It's from our eyes. We simply start with I. It's a good place. The world's all about us, or I. It's really about what we want, what we want to do. And then the world is then supposed to bend towards us. That's the I part. And it probably doesn't work that way. Because pretty soon we discover them. Oh, them? Who are these them? Well, there's other people. And they don't look like us. They don't think like us. They don't act like us. Just take a look around. That's the them beside you if you're wondering who they are. <laughs> and you know what, what's funny? you quickly realize they're not actually in the world just to make your life awesome. They have other things that they'd like as well. So we have this I and them, and then we try to navigate this tricky interplay. There's a we. That is when you and I, you, sorry, I and them interact, and we pick a restaurant, or we go to a movie. That's the we. And we do that all the time. We don't even think about it sometimes. It's like, that's the we. And that happens in the physical. Thanks, Esmond, for keeping that up. But see in the upper right for all of us, the beyond physical, that's when we get that transcendent we. That's where we believe the more is. God, the divine. That's spirituality. And it's interesting to consider what the we does to the I and them. Because when you look at that transcendent side, it's beyond the physical. There are these really beautiful moments that when I talk to people, we have them, that we're connected with the world, that there's more. And you know those transcendent moments? I can see if you've had them. Don't they just fill the soul? It's like, wow, yeah, I'm thinking about that. And as I'm getting ready for this message, I'm thinking, well, I should be able to find these pretty easy in my life. I'm getting older. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, these should, there should be lots of these. Not so much. So how, how do these moments happen? And then how do we create these moments? Can I create a transcendent moment? I'm at a funeral six years ago. It's a very formal funeral. And the priest is up and it's giving a eulogy. And I, I, yeah. Here's what he said. Teresa is being welcomed home, where her brothers and sisters that she knew in her life await her with joy. Her parents, who loved her in life, wait as well, and they're so happy to see her. That we will miss Teresa, 
know that she's united with her loved ones in heaven and that someday so will we. We'll mourn Teresa's passing, but know that it's only for a moment. We'll all be back together. Where are you with the line, she's reunited with her loved ones in heaven? Did you grow up with a heaven? A hell? An afterlife? Like the priest is giving this sad but joyful message from his perspective about how wonderful it's going to be when everyone we're waiting for is in heaven. And I remember this because I was struggling. I'm listening. I'm not feeling it. I, I don't know what my current beliefs are around heaven. I can't prove or disprove it. Hell, the afterlife. But I do know I was really not in my emotional headspace. I'm deep in my headspace. You know how I know that? I was quoting Shakespeare to myself. Now, Shakespeare, of course. That's what everyone does in a funeral, right? And I'm quoting this famous line from Hamlet. There are more things in heaven and hell, Horatio, than dreamt of in your philosophy. Because I'm trying to make sense of this message. I'm trying to reconcile what's going on. But I'm not feeling it. Where are you with heaven and hell? Maybe like some of you, I couldn't convince myself. I wanted to. But there was no transcendent moment for me. I would describe that funeral as a priest said some really kind words about someone who passed away. That's what happened for me. Who in your life do you know is kind of a skeptic? Who do you know who only wants to talk about what they can prove? In that moment, I was a skeptic. But here's what I could see. I could see how powerful this message was and how it was landing with her loved ones. There were tears. There were smiles. I could see that. I'm like, wow. I saw how kind those words were, like how it was impacting people's hearts, how comforting it was. And I'm like, wow, Teresa's in heaven, and she's going home. And she's surrounded by loved ones. I couldn't get there, but I saw that others did. You know, I, I bet you've seen this too. You had a friend who's got a deep belief, and all of a sudden, they're told they have terminal cancer, and they're smiling about it and laughing and, and being able to keep their spirits up, and you're like, what are you doing? Like, how are you doing that? Or a friend loses their dream job, and says, oh, it's all part of the universe's plan, don't worry. And you can see they're serious. You're like, really? You're not worried? No. I'd, I'd love to believe some of those things. I'd love to believe that at the funeral. I really would. Because that was beautiful. When you have that transcendent moment, I find it changes me. How you think about life and how life feels after that. What happened in that funeral for so many people is they left with joy. Wow. They had a story about the divine. They had a story about what happens after we die. That story is really powerful. It's the story they were telling themselves, the story we tell ourselves. It's the story. You're driving down Crochow, and all of a sudden someone zips right in front of you and cuts you off. How you feeling? Huh. 
what can you prove happened? You're driving down Crowchild, someone zipped in front of you and cut you off, right? Now, when you tell this story, let's try two different lenses. Oh my God, you would not believe how terrible drivers are in the city. At A-hole, cut me off in Crowchild today. That's how I typically tell the story. What if that night you recognized the car in a newscast? <clears throat> it was someone rushing their child, jeez, oh, come on. Someone rushing their child to the hospital. And you're like, oh, hold on a second. I have a different story. Suddenly, I feel like, thank goodness that person didn't hit me because if we would have gotten an accident, they might not have got their kid there in time. What actually happened? Someone cut you off in traffic. What story did you tell? What story did you tell? See, that's what struck me. And I'm getting ready for this message. I believe a story, the story, can create a transcendent moment. This is not, by the way, where I try to persuade you that heaven and hell are the afterlife. I don't have any answers. If any of you got any inside knowledge, please come share it afterwards. That's funny, by the way. That's not my intention today, though. But go back to my story about the candle and the singer in the church. <sighs> I have a lot of stories, obviously, about God and the divine. And for whatever reason, that day, those stories coalesced. And I just felt the love of some supreme, the universe. That's what happened for me in that moment. My story met the moment. Can you go back to that moment where you're listening to your song, or you're in the mountains, or you're in prayer, or that friend calls? What was the story you told yourself about what happened? Was that sunrise just for you? Did that song come on just at the right time? Was that phone call just what you needed? What was the story? When we get there, we get beyond what happened. We feel. We get into a thin place. And that's all because of the story. Wow, our story. See, in witnessing Teresa's funeral, I could clearly see the story. I could see it. There was lots of people there with deep belief. Heaven's a place where we're going to go. All I could see was it was a creating a transcendent moment for those who believe the story. What story are we telling ourselves? Not about what happened physically. That's part of a story. But what story are we telling ourselves? Go back to Crowchild. How we tell that story, a-hole who cut me off in traffic, terrible drivers in Calgary, avoiding an accident, someone got their child to the hospital in time. It's a completely different event all of a sudden. One's magical, one's not. So my challenge for all of us today is just to think about if we find a story that we can accept, I think we can create more transcendent moments in our life. That moment where our heart fills, our souls connect with the universe, 
I think we can create more transcendent moments. You know what's interesting? I think we need them. I'm telling you a story, as I said, from a candle and a song from three years ago. Vince, when he talks, is talking about a story that happened in the Vatican four years ago. And if you hear last week, Jeff's talking about a transcendent moment that happened 45 years ago. I think we need more of them than ever. I really do. 27 months ago, start of COVID. Do you remember when stay home was a novelty? Do you remember that? Oh, we'll just stay at home. Oh, no big deal. Do you remember those early days? It's only 27 months ago. There wasn't much concern, at least in Alberta, about cases. We'd never been through a lockdown. And I don't know about you, but I remember getting organized. I'm like, okay, we're going for hikes, got a gaming group together, well, we'll connect with technology. It was like, whoa, lots of energy. 27 months later, I think we're coming out of it. But I, oof, I can't imagine my son dragging my son on a hike or reaching out to friends or even sometimes doing my work. Like, COVID's taken a bit of a toll. I know some people lost family and friends, and I didn't. But still, there's some groups that I would never have thought were vulnerable that aren't here. I lost a friendship over COVID. Like, we're supposed to be coming out, and yet I don't have the patience and energy I did. I need to find those transcendent moments. The moments where we feel more. I get the band. Up. We have a core belief here at Friends Church, and that is we respect everyone has a unique spiritual journey. I wish I had a list to give you to say, hey, these will create your transcendent moments in your life. Go home, do your homework. This will be awesome. You'll get it all figured out. And I know one of the things, if I can give you some gentle guidance, a little nudge, I've always held these transcendent moments up to a very high standard. Like, pretty much if I don't feel the divine shake me, I don't count it. And yet I don't think they have to get to that level. Like, try the sunrise tomorrow. Just give it a shot. You have to wake up early. <laughs> but just give it a shot and say, what is this telling me? What's the story? Try your favorite songs. See, what is that doing? Go for a little hike in nature. And just see if you're open to a little bit more. I know I'm not the only person who holds it up to really high standards, because in my quest for some stories for this message, I, a lot of people tell me, oh, I don't have anything that's that transcendent. And we have a journey. So I'm just going to suggest just a gentler approach with, our, with myself and with us. For what story, what story might be able to change? Let's say someone cut you off in traffic at Crochelle today. Why don't you try a different story? I think, I think there's a lot of moments I really do if we're open to them. If we're willing to take the time to just look and say, what story could I tell about this moment? And I love the idea. I'm trying to sell you on a transcendent experience. I love this idea. I, think it'll, I know it allows me to be more of who I want to be in the world when I just feel some of the weight come off of my shoulders and my heart open up. And I think it's something that all of us can get.
So how we tell our story, that might just be it. I asked the band to come up and, and play a song today, and Gregory's going to end with this. It's Craig's and Clay. It's a beautiful song, but there's a story behind it about how the God or the more than is in the universe. And this is a good experiment. Just sort of see, are you open to the story? For some of us, this will move you, and that's okay. And for others, maybe you'll be quoting Shakespeare in your head, and that's okay too. My gentle homework for you this week, yes, a little bit of gentle homework, what would you be willing to try this week to look for those stories and those moments of the more then? What story are you willing to consider or maybe reconsider as you go about? Have a great week. Take a listen to this one. Thanks, Gregory. Great, great.